Bible to Matthew chapter 7 and 8. Page number is 1504. Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 through 8. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their full reward. But when you pray, go into your room, <clears throat> close the door, pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like the pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. This is the Word of God for the people of God. You may be seated. You know, God, I'm walking down here. I really don't know where you want to start with all of this, but I know there's things that you want shared and there's things that you want said. You know, Ian, it's okay. You don't need to be nervous about this. Just listen, speak. I'll let you know what to say, when to say it, and all will be well. Have you ever wondered what went through my head as I'm walking down here? Have you? That's it. That's it. Prayer is a tool. It is a tool of the trade. It is a discipline. Prayer is a conversation with God. And don't forget to tell Him that it's one-sided. It's not one-sided. And it's not one-sided. Have you ever been in a one-sided conversation? How many of you enjoy a one-sided conversation? If I'm doing the talk and I enjoy one-sided conversation, <laughs> no, <clears throat> I'm kidding. But it's not a one-sided conversation. As a matter of fact, prayer is 90% listening and 10% talking. We just read that God knows what our needs are, right? He knows where we're at. He knows where we are mentally. He knows where we are emotionally. And a lot of times when we open the conversation and just step into the quote-unquote room with him, he knows where we're at, and he wants to talk to you about it. Interesting, isn't it? Prayer. Prayer is not about our hospital list or our laundry list or telling things to God. Our time of prayer with God is we need to remember that we're talking to the one who knows it all, who sees it all, who understands it all. He sees where we are and where we're going and where he wants us to go. Prayer is listening. So we're going to talk about when. When do you pray? 
I think it's interesting that, that in the passage that we read, there's three verses that we read, and they all started with when you pray. Not about if. When. That's another point that... Okay. That's another point to be brought up about fasting. Jesus talks to his disciples, us, when you fast. Not if. When. God gives us these expectations about our relationship with him. Just like we have expectations about our relationship with others. That I expect people to be respectful. Right? Expect them to be kind. I expect them to be honest. So there's an expectation. So if I were to sit down with you and you're like, you know, you know, Pastor Ian, I would like to be your friend. I'd be like, okay, so when you are respectful and when you are kind and when you are honest, because it's expected, not out of arrogance, but simply because that's friendship. One of the many facets of it, but that's friendship. In our relationship with God, when you pray, take time to connect with Him, to listen. And He talks about the whens and the hows all the time. Pray all the time. And what does that look like? We'll get into that. But part of it was just what I shared with you when I walked down from the pulpit down to sit down here. It's a conversation. Not that God is shocked that I'm walking from the pulpit down here to sit, but that there's a conversation. Because you know what? I'm like, you know, and I, and I said, you know, God, so where do you want to start with this? There's so much that he has shared with me to communicate and to let, to let you know where does he even want to start? Is that poor planning on my part? No. It isn't. Because God's personal, isn't he? I could write all the greatest plans down. And my grandmother told me, and I've told you this before, Ian, write your plans in pencil and hand God the eraser. Hmm, wisdom, right? It's good stuff. It is, because there are things that are transpiring and happening in people's hearts and minds all the time that God wants to move into, that he wants to be a part of. There are decisions that we make while we're in this sanctuary on Sunday mornings about listening to God, holding on to what he's telling us, grabbing it, making it a part of our heart and our life, or choosing not to. And there's those times when we grab a hold of it and we say, yes, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on that in my life. Then you know what, that gives God the green light to move and work in your life, does it not? And when that happens, God is willing to shift in the middle of a service to speak to you and to walk alongside of you. So to not plan everything is okay. Give him room to move. Just like 
today. Tell them I love them, Ian. And God loves you so much that He's willing to meet you where you are right now. First Thessalonians, Paul writes, Pray without ceasing. Pray without stopping. Pray all the time. Well, how does that happen? Converse with Him. Talk to Him. You know, we, pl we spend a whole lot of time, <laughs> we spend a whole lot of time talking to ourselves, don't we? Some out loud and some not, Kyle. <laughs> but we do, don't we? And this is where, like, I'm sitting here and God's like, okay, talk about talking to yourself. I picture, when that happens and God's like, okay, here is an illustration. And you guys have got to know, 95% of the illustrations that I give are not on any paper. It's just God going, there. Ian, do you remember when you drive down the road and you, you are so caught up in a situation or a circumstance that you spend more time talking to yourself than you do to me? So I'm like, you know what? That's a really good illustration. I think I'll share it. <laughs> but we do, don't we? We get into situations that we get so wrapped up in our situation that we are trying to figure it out and we spend more time talking to us than we do to him. So when Paul is talking about in 1 Thessalonians about pray without ceasing, talk to God constantly. We need to change the, our direction of our conversation from trying to figuring it out in our own head into talking to him about it. Well, I'm so worried about XYZ. You know what, God? I'm worried about this. How am I supposed to handle this? I'm struggling with trying to figure out exactly what to do here. And then, prayer is 90% listening. 90% listening. And then it's figuring out and understanding how God talks to you, how He communicates to you. It can be pictures. Number one way in Scripture that God spoke to man was through dreams and visions. But we kind of discount that today because somebody may think we're a little crazy. Let me just break it to you. Everybody thinks you're crazy. You know what? Get over it and move on. And you know what? It's okay to be different, right? And God just deals with us all differently. But there's different ways that God does and He will communicate with us, but what He is inviting us into is that conversation with Him. So praying. We're going to work through some scriptures that, that the Lord put on my heart to just talk about um, to this morning. First is First uh, John 5.14. As a matter of fact, we have, we have it printed on our bulletins, and I absolutely love this verse. 
This is the confidence that we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Okay, well, um, but you know what, Pastor Ian, we spend more time asking God to do things according to His will. I don't necessarily ask according to His will because I'm not sure what He wants to do. Right? That's our conversation. Because as you work through the conversation with God, then His will becomes apparent. And as a matter of fact, a couple things to help you with that is read your Bible. There's so many situations and circumstances in Scripture that the principles of who He is and the truth of who He is are shown in Scripture that you realize and understand already what His will is. It comes from here. Just like the journals that I've talked about, which we're going to get into next week. But the journals that I've talked about that I've written, you know, my kids can read my journals and understand the heart of their father, right? Who I am. They could even go, you know what, at the point in time whenever I'm not here and they go, you know what, I know I'm dealing with this situation, but I got a pretty good idea how dad would have handled it and what his decision would have been because I know him. Right? It's the same. Get to know your father, his heart, and it will help you in your decision making because you will understand his will. So, Asking His will and praying according to His will isn't rocket science. It takes time. But when we pray according to His will, He will what? Hear us. So this verse also talks about confidence. Would you like to have confidence in coming to God knowing that He's going to answer you? Yes. Wouldn't that be a great thing? It's possible. Because we can have confidence in Him. Is God trustworthy? Yes. Will He listen to His children? Absolutely. Is He faithful? Yes. Can He do the miraculous? Yeah. All of those things is who He is. So when you step into your conversation with God, you can carry a confidence of who He is. If we're dealing with, here's another one, if you're dealing with a situation in life that you need an expert to help you with something and you find that expert and you have confidence in them because of all of the wonderful reviews that they've been given on all of social media and you sit down and talk to them, there is a confidence that you have, you know what, I've called so-and-so to help me fix XYZ and I know that it's going to be done because I've got the best. Church, you can talk to the best anytime and have confidence in who He is. Praying together, Matthew chapter 18, 19 through 20. Again, I tell you, this is Jesus talking, that if two of you on earth agree about anything and you ask for it, it will be done by my Father in heaven. Where two or three come together in my name, I am there with them. It's powerful. Do we take advantage of it? Do you understand where two or three are gathered together? 
Pastor Phil, will you come up here for a second? Does anybody want to join us? We're going to pray. I'm being serious. <laughs> no, it wasn't planned. But this is one of those things where two or three are gathered together. It's one of those things we can read about it and we can talk about it, but when we see it and when we use it, when we experience it, then it's powerful. Now, the scripture talks about where two or three come together, or more come together, and you agree on something. So what do we want to pray about? Okay, we'll pray the Ukraine about the Ukraine. Protection for Okay. Do Okay, so the, the four of us that are up here, do you agree that God has his hand of protection over the missionaries there in the Ukraine? Okay, so then we can pray about that in confidence that they will have protection. Right? All right. You ready? Father, Lord God, we come together with you because your word says that where two or three are gathered together that you are with us and you are father we invited you in at the beginning of our service as we sang that you are here and father we are praying to you out of confidence knowing that you love your children that you will protect your children you will watch over them. And Father, we pray together that you are doing just that even now as we speak. And God, I ask you, I ask you to send us reports of your protection. So Father, that this will be a moment in time that we will remember and we will be able to worship you because of who you are and what you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Different? Yes. Powerful? Did you sense that in your heart? You can respond, yes or no. Yes. <laughs> This is what we are to take outside of these four walls. Should it happen here? Absolutely. Should it happen out there? Yes, because you know what? God doesn't just show up here at First United Methodist at, five, at 1045 on Sunday mornings. He's everywhere. Can this be in your workplace? Yes. Can this be in your car? Yes. Praying together, intentionally, purposefully. <clears throat> Pray for healing. It's wonderful that we had praises this morning about healing. James chapter 5, 13 through 16. Are any of you in trouble? 
you should pray. Is anyone happy? Don't answer that because, listen, listen, if you, if you answer that, this is what you have to do. Sing songs of praise. Is any one of you sick? Then you should call the elders of the church to pray over you, anoint you with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer that is offered in faith will make the sick well. The Lord will raise him up. If they have sinned, they'll be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other. Pray for each other so that you may be healed. For the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. We pray for healing, do we not? We do. Have we seen people healed? Yes, we have. Amen? Amen. This... This is my anointing oil. Okay? This is the oil that Julie used and prayed over me when I was sick. There's nothing special about this oil. Obedience, yes. Because as I laid in my bed, this verse came to my mind. And who better to anoint me and pray over me than the person who is half of who I am? We have seen healings, and we are invited by God to pray for them. And there's ways that he goes about doing that, and how he wants us to pray. Here, come to the elders of your church. Be anointed. Be prayed over. Ask forgiveness of your sins. Pray in faith. Prayer is powerful. Prayer is not just something that I can do when I can't do anything else. Well, I can't really help, but, but I, I can pray. Well, I'm just, just going to say a prayer, right? Mm -mm. Prayer is what? Powerful and effective. Now, I know anointing may be a little different for some. The Bible talks about it. The Bible directs us to do it. Oftentimes it's the how that gets a little crazy out there sometimes. But to pray for people, to anoint them. Are any of you sick? That you want to be prayed for? Because I'm happy to pray for you right now. Prayer is powerful and effective. We can get to this point of going, you know what, yeah, I would love to have somebody pray for me right now, but I am just not willing to get up out of my seat and come down front. I've been there. I have 
put my hand grips into the back of pews before, and I'm sure my fingerprints are still in the oak somewhere down in Virginia, that I am not going to get up from my seat and come forward. You know what I'm talking about, right? We've all been there fearful to come down front or to ask somebody or to get into a position of being prayed for because it's just different. But if the Bible's telling us to have the elders pray for you, to be anointed, church, you've got to step into that. There's freedom. That's what Jesus is what, what James is talking about here. There's freedom in this. Prayer. Prayer is powerful and effective. The prayer of a righteous man. And that's why in that passage it talks about if you've sinned, ask for forgiveness. That moves us into the position of righteousness. So there's ways here as far as praying of, are you in trouble? We've all been there. Are you sick? Been there too. Then have people pray for you. Have them anoint you and pray over you. Go to the righteous ones because their prayers are powerful and effective. Matthew 6. I love this because this tells us that God's everywhere. We just talked about God being with us where, what, two or three are gathered together, then God's with us, right? Well, in Matthew chapter 6, it says, But when you pray, go into your room and close the door. Get alone. I thought I'm supposed to be with two or three. Well, no, you can be with two or three. You can be alone because God's everywhere. And pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Get alone with Him and talk. It can be in your car. It can be in a closet in your own house. It can be anywhere. Get alone and be with Him. And listen, share your troubles, but listen. And then it's not about finishing up your time in prayer and going, hey man, guess what? I just spent two hours alone with God in my prayer closet. I know that He is going to answer me. I just know it because I spent two hours alone. Hang that up. Facebook. I spent two hours alone with God. Isn't that amazing? I know He's going to answer me. Being alone means that you keep it between you and Him, not everybody else. There's no different in being on Facebook and telling everybody about your, your prayer life and your quiet time with the Lord. There again, there's points of encouragement. But what I'm saying is, when Jesus was talking in Matthew about the Pharisees that stand on the street corners... Literally, back then, the Pharisees would go stand on the street corners and pray with arms up in the air, Oh, Lord, 
these heathens that walk beside me at this point in time, you are going to send down your fire from heaven and burn them up. Praise you. Talking about you. That's you. That's what Jesus is talking about. There was such a production out on the streets about quote-unquote holiness that it turned his stomach. And he looks at his apostles and his disciples and he looks at those who were following him and said, don't do that. Don't do that. Get alone with him. Private conversation to share your heart, your hurts, the needs that you have, and listen for his instruction, his encouragement, his hope. Because what God sees you do in secret, then he will reward you. But you have to keep your heart right. Prayer closets are amazing places to be in secret, keeping your heart genuine, confident, and trusting Him. What else do we pray about? Everything. Everything. Here's another one. You have that person that you just tell everything to or that you long to be able to tell everything to? Someone that goes beyond what we would say is a good friend, but that one that you can share everything with. Talk to. Listen to. That's our invitation. Pray without ceasing. Talk to him about everything. Listen to him. Don't be anxious, Paul says in Philippians chapter 4. Don't be anxious about anything. But in everything, with prayer and petition, present your requests to God. You know, when you have that person that you share those things with, even after it comes out of your mouth, that peace that you have, it's like the weight has been lifted. <sighs> Thank you for letting me talk. We also followed up with this. I'm sorry to dump on you with all this stuff. But that peace you have. You know that? You know what I'm talking about, right? Here's what Paul goes on to write. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, talk to God about it all. Dump it all on His lap. Cast all of your cares upon Him. Present these things to God. And the peace of God that transcends, that go past, goes past all understanding, will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. So those things that we experience when we share what's going on in our life with that other person. And we walk away feeling refreshed and lifted and peaceful. That is a spiritual act at work. 
That is God in motion in your life. So prayer is not just about requests and needs, and sometimes it's just about sharing and talking and conversation because we need it. Because God wants to take those things from you and hand you His peace so that we can live with Him, in Him, and following His lead in our life. We don't have to be anxious because God wants to take our anxiousness and give us peace. He wants to trade those things. Prayer. In our Spiritual Disciplines book that I've shared about reading, Spiritual Dis Disciplines for the Christian Life, Donald Whitney, he talks about prayer in here. Great stuff. But it's simple. It's a conversation. Whether you're hurting, whether you're in trouble, whether you need healing, whether you just need to talk. But God wants to talk to you too. He wants to communicate with you. He wants to help you. He wants to empower you. Give you confidence to be and do what He's created you to be and do. To get you through what you're facing. And to take you into your quote-unquote next. What's the next thing that He has for you? He's already there, right? God's everywhere, past, present, and future. But He's already there. He knows the way. Just follow and obey. Lord God, I thank You for this morning that we've had with You. Thank You for opening up prayer as a conversation. And then it's just talking. Sharing. And Father, I ask that you position our hearts to understand what it is that you want to share with us and however you want to share it. Whether it's the thoughts in our own hearts and minds. Father, may you just give us the wisdom to discern your thoughts and your voice and from our own and from the enemy. Lord, if it's through dreams and visions, I ask you, God, that you just give us an understanding of what those visions and those dreams might mean. Father, if it's circumstances, as we walk from day to day and go from place to place, God, that um, we see these God moments, or we see your fingerprints, or that there's something that just strikes our heart differently about the things that we hear, that we just know that it's you. But Father, I just ask you to just help us walk deeper and step deeper into this relationship with you. Lord, that we would remember to bring things to you of all of what we're facing or dealing with or thinking about. Father, may we stop talking to ourselves and start talking to you. And Father, thank you. I thank you for fulfilling your promises of being there with us loving us, teaching us. Father, thank you for lighting our paths. 
Father, we ask you for confidence. Confidence in you to grow. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.